radio show host called Paul Gallant. It's Paul Gallant. Polly G Show. He's the best in Houston. The most interactive sports radio show in Houston. Oh, what's good, my man? How you doing, Paul? What are you doing, Paul? Join the devastation by dialing or texting 713-780-3776. I love the show. Y'all keep it up. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's Paul Gallant. You are definitely living in the hindsight world today, Paul. Score tonight. That ball hit high. That ball hit deep. Alex Bregman hits his third grand slam of the year. Matches the Astros' career record with seven grand slams. Joining his teammate Jose Altuve and Carlos Lee with his seventh career slam. Wow, that's just mean. It was. Hey, how about the Astros back-to-back 10-plus run outings? They win Wednesday night over the Cardinals 10-7. They win last night 14-0 over St. Louis. I got to say, as someone who is wavering and is the epitome of a bandwagon baseball fan, I'm feeling pretty good going into this weekend series for the Astros against the Rangers. I'm not sure which of the drops we're about to play are more a part of American pop culture, but I'm going to quote two people. I'm going to quote Michael Corleone. And I'm going to quote Silvio from The Sopranos quoting Michael Corleone. After, rough weekend in L.A., rough week the week before, just when I thought I was out on the Astros, they put me back in. Just when I thought I was out, they put me back in. So that's the Corleone version. I've yet to watch Godfather Part 3. That might be a drunken watch in the near future. I hear it's terrible except for the Andy Garcia parts, but that the rest of the movie is weird. I think that Francis Ford Coppola forced in like his cousin or his daughter wife or something weird. His his daughter plays like uh, Andy Garcia's love interest. Okay. And she is not a good actress. Right, and isn't there something else that might have been going on, too? I forget. Someone else can fill us in. Don't, don't this be is careful throwing speculation. these accusations. It's fine. It happened 40 years ago. You know, I'm a dumb radio host. I have plausible deniability. So is it the Michael Corleone version from Godfather Part 3, or is it as made probably more popular by Silvio and the Sopranos saying, just when I thought I was out, it pulled me back in. Just when I thought I was out, it pulled me back in. Hmm. Either way, I'm feeling good going into this weekend series. A four-game series against the Texas Rangers. The Astros are five games back. It's a successful weekend if the Astros take three of four. And I think we'll all be feeling great as we get closer and closer to the All-Star break. After which, we hope Jordan Alvarez will be back. I don't know if that's going to happen. After which, I guess, per Ken Rosenthal, the Astros are expecting Michael Brantley to be back. Yeah, we've heard that one before. So, uh, Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. When it comes to Michael Brantley, that's true. They do this a lot. Just when you think he's dead, 
They pull you back in. I, I legitimately thought he was out. But now he's being pulled back in. They pull me back in. I love the way that Silvio says it. I think he sells it with yeah, a little he, like, goose he, he hams up the already hammed up uh, yes. Pacino. Right. <laughs> but here's the thing. That wasn't super hammed up Pacino. Pacino hadn't gone yeah, no, full the, scent of a woman, yeah. heat, probably on cocaine for all of the movies That was he like was a doing. six on the Pacino ham scale. It's yeah. Like, he like I, he turned it up a little, but not, not that much. She's got a great ass! Like, yeah, that, that, he's <laughs> not there. That would have been great, though, for Godfather Part 3. I, I, I bleep you not, and again, we'll talk a little bit about the Astros and Rangers in a moment. One time at college, I was so annihilated. We were watching a movie in my uh, friend's common room, and I was really wrecked. Thanks, Jack Daniels. And I remember thinking that Godfather Part 3, I was watching it. I was actually watching Scarface, and I was like, Jesus, there's chainsaws going on in this movie? Because early on, if you watch Scarface, one of Tony Montana's associates gets literally chainsawed in a bathtub. And they're about to do it to Tony Montana. And I forget how he escapes. Somehow he gets through the window. But it was, it was pretty dark open. I'm like, damn, Godfather Part 3. I can see why nobody likes it. It's a bit of a shift, but I'm kind of into it. I said as I was like basically drooling while lying on the couch watching and by watching I say like eh, well, sort of watching this movie being in the same room and looking at mm-hmm. Scarface mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is probably the most meaningful series between the Astros and Rangers since 2015 I actually went back and took a look so in 2016 there were a couple of series at the end of the year between the Astros and Rangers but Texas was basically up 11 games at that point And the Astros ended up finishing in third place in 2016. The Mariners actually snuck ahead of them and were in second. So you go back to 2015 where the Rangers won the AL West by two games. Texas swept Houston over four games from September 14th through 17th. And while Houston took two of three a little bit later, that was enough. A four-game sweep, like you're done. That, that, That did it. And I'm thinking back to that moment in time. That is legitimately the last time that the battle for the silver boot had any juice whatsoever. But now you're going up to Arlington, and there is an update with the Texas Rangers. Let's let's give the people another episode of Rangers Watch. In the eyes of a ranger, the unsuspecting stranger had better know the truth of wrong from right. Cause the eyes of the ranger are upon you Any wrong you do, he's gonna see When you're in Texas, look behind you But also in front? Cause that's where the ranger's gonna be Walker told me I had eight. I'm sorry, that part is, is the greatest part of American television in the last 30 years. Haley Joel Osmond telling Wilfred Brimley, Walker told me I have AIDS. So the Texas Rangers have four all-star starters. Catcher Jonah Heim, second baseman Marcus Simeon, shortstop Corey Seager, third baseman Josh Jung. We know about the run differential. We know about a lot of statistics. Their bullpen not so great, but their pitching is good enough. This is going to be a challenge this weekend. 
How much of one? I don't know. And and I'll throw the question out once again. I know we've done this before. Do you take the Rangers seriously? I imagine Tab, who's out in, what, Beaumont, is probably going to call in and talk some trash about his Rangers. I would like us to talk a little bit of trash about the Rangers going into this weekend so that we've all got the positive vibes, if you will, going into it. But Texas, four all-star starters. The Astros, zero. It's weird. It's weird to be here where there's not one. And it makes sense because Jordan Alvarez has been hurt. Jose Altuve was hurt such a long period of time. I'm not even sure, though, that Alvarez would have gotten into the All-Star game. I guess he could have gotten in over Yandy Diaz, who's the first baseman, the Tampa Bay Rays' first baseman. But I don't know. I feel like Jordan would have been pushed towards designated hitter, and Shohei Otani is the designated hitter starter. If Shohei Otani's your starter on the mound, I guess that would have opened the door for Jordan Alvarez, and I'm not 100% sure what's going on with the starting pitching They situation. normally would. They nor- they've done it before where they have Shohei start and DH, like he does on the Angels. Oh. Okay, where so, he does both. That's the whole point of having Otani in the game. Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. Huh? No, he, he probably would have gotten an outfield slot, I, I imagine. Maybe, yeah. Uh, I, I, I took a look at the other outfielders. I mean, Mike Trout's a fraud. It would have been against Randy Rosarini. He probably would have gotten... Uh, it would have been close with Randy It is a Tampa Bay Ray. Like, you would think that you would think that you could beat the Tampa Bay Rays in voting. However, the Rays have two starters and no one goes to their games. Yeah, also, I noticed that the... AL team is basically the Rangers and Rays and Angels. Yes. It's, it's two Angels, two Rays, and four uh, and Aaron Rangers. Judge. And right. Aaron Judge. Yeah. And then the NL team is the Dodgers and the uh, and the Braves with, like, a couple other guys. That's really, the two the two all-star teams are, like, four teams. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, uh. Hopefully, Framber gets in. I, I mean, that's... He'll probably get in. Uh, Framber, Phil, Maton, that's probably it. Two all-stars. Uh, Rafael Montero can throw the uh, home run practice? derby. Yes, yeah. the home run derby. <laughs> home run derby. Oh, my God, dude. It's Hey, I mean, he, he threw two innings last night. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> hey, I have an idea. I have an idea. Hear me out. Okay? We're, we're... I might be against this, but keep going. F it. Rafael Montero as a starter. How about this? Rafael Montero as an opener. Huh? You got to use them somehow. You got to figure it out. And just use them where you have the most time to recover. Exactly. Okay. Because he's he's like, it's a, it's essentially just so demoralizing to bring him in. It, it, it's essentially like you're bringing in the mountain from Game of Thrones to face you in a trial by combat in the eighth inning. Like, all right, you do it early on. Maybe there's some hope. It, and it's also like, just psychologically, you would always rather be the one, like, chasing the yeah. game. Like, you'd rather be like, oh, we're making a comeback, <laughs> right. as opposed to like, oh, my God, we're about to blow this. So, huh, not your worst idea. Thank you know you, what? Sean. With that idea, I think I can say. Just when I thought I was out. They pull me back in. in. We're in on Montero. We're in on Brantley returning. We're back in on the Astros. I can't wait for them to like split the series, and but and then, one of the wins actually be a Paul Gallant loss. Well, here's and the thing: <laughs> you should go through the record and like give the Astros real record. See, Sean, the Astros are in luck because uh, four day weekend ahead of us, and I'm going to be coming back probably feeling pretty, pretty, pretty good, and or dead from binge drinking because I said I was going to give up drinking, and then literally uh, yesterday, J Bar M 
Well, yeah, I also said I was going to do that yesterday, too. J-Bar M came in like, right after I said I'm going to finish drinking, and they bring a ranch water, and I'm like, well, damn it. And then yesterday, after the show, we, we, we had a meeting with the new PD, and I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'm probably not going to drink today. Oh, I, I don't even know how much sake I had yesterday. It was a good time, though. Good old time. So, Paul Galancho, ESPN 97.592.5713.780.3776. Is Paul Gallant an alcoholic? Also on the table. Do you take the Rangers seriously? Because, I mean, I think we still can turn our nose up at them, but the Astros better take care of business. Up next, James Harden not coming to Houston. Thank effing God. But there is another annoying player that is not entirely out of the realm of possibility as far as coming to Houston. I'm not talking about Dylan Brooks. You'll find out who next. Veritex Community Bank Studios. It's Paul Gallant. Join the conversation by dialing or texting 713-780-3776. That ball hit well. Deep to right center field. Tucker against his former teammate. Hits a three-run bomb. Astros in front, 9-0. King Tuck's 11th on the year and his 5th RBI of the night when he crosses the plate. I still think King Tuck is a lame nickname, but Kyle Tucker is in the midst of a six-game hitting streak and about effing time. Five hits his last two games. Five runs batted in last night, as you heard from Todd Callis on the call. He had two doubles against the Cardinals on Wednesday. He needs to continue this, as does Alex Bregman, who I thought also had a great night last night with that grand slam. But those two are the guys that have underperformed this year and is, I think, a big part of why the Astros' offense is so middle of the pack. It's the most interactive sports talk show in Houston. A couple of comments. Twitch.tv slash ESPN 97.5. HRW underscore S1W says, I'm scared, Paul. The Astros used all their runs up and won't have any left for the Rangers series. They've broken the spell. That's what I'm hoping for, right? Again, just when I thought I was out. Hey, pull me back in. We're going to just kill that. Pull me back in. Killing that today. We're just going to kill that until it's stuck in your head. And you're going to think to yourself, you're going to be hanging out with somebody this weekend. You know, like maybe you're, you're making whoopee with your lady just had round one and all of a sudden all of a sudden you're getting up you're like oh i guess we're not gonna do this again but she's like no it's a four-day weekend and then you're thinking to yourself just when i thought i was out just when i thought i was out they pulled me back in little holiday weekend sex huh let's go guys come on four-day weekend well not for everybody but for us i wasn't gonna make it that that uh Adult themed and graphic, but yeah, yeah, whatever. It's a Friday. Friday, it is gotta get down on Friday, unless you're DJ Khaled. Anyway, let's continue talking about some of the things that are being sent our way. Uh, Waka Flocka Bucks says The Sopranos is the best TV show ever. Don't at me. I think The Sopranos, the second time through, was better than I enjoyed it the first time through. I noticed things I did not notice the first time. 
but there's a lot of slow moments. And I think that it is a victim of its time in that in the past in TV, there's just a lot of filler episodes. I think start to finish Breaking Bad's number one. I, I, I think that it was slow at first for a lot, but if you watched it on Netflix during the binge phase of TV, it's 38-minute episodes. You're in, you're out. And there's like 13 episodes per season, too. So it's like pretty brisk, like especially back then where it was all like 20. Yes, 100%. Because that was the network TV show model, mm-hmm. 24 episodes. I, I, yesterday, I was at when we were at the uh, 400 down the street uh, having sushi. I, I saw a promo. I was like, wait a second. There's another season of The Blacklist with James Spader? Oh. It's just like this is the final season. I was like, did that show come out when I was in college? Uh, another show that's on its final season, The Walking Dead. Wait. No, I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. Uh, another comment. This is from the text line. Paulie G, Mr. Vegas, I saw you on Fox 26. What's up with the mud on your face? You need to wash it off. What the hell do you want from me, people? Do you want the beard or do you not want it? I th- you voted for me to bring the beard back. I think this is just the weird in-between phase <laughs> it is. In, in beard growth. So, like, I, it's, 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 uh, this is six days, five days? Yeah, it, which, in to put it in sports terms, uh, it's like the third game in a five nights kind of thing. Okay. NBA, or fourth game in five nights. Like, it's second night of a back-to-back. Yeah. It wasn't your greatest facial hair performance. Okay. Well, let's, let's transition to somebody else that has pretty good facial hair that is James Harden and a lot of bad performance James Harden has exercised his 35.6 million dollar option for the 2023-2024 season with the Philadelphia 76ers but it does not mean he is staying with the Philadelphia 76ers Harden could have gone into free agency and negotiated a new deal with the Sixers but in opting into this deal Harden is essentially asking out of town so congratulations to James Harden who has asked for three trades over the course of his career. Bill Simmons put together a list of guys who have asked for trades. And I think the last 20 to 25 years, and James Harden is the unofficial goat of asking out. So where's he going to end up? The Clippers are interested, which is kind of funny. More on that in a moment. Or the New York Knicks. The Clippers are interesting because I guess, and this is per Kelly Eco, who covers the Rockets for The Athletic, When Jalen Green was on Paul George's podcast, Green said this, and Harden didn't like it. There's obviously been some links of James wanting to come back to the team. Mm. Like, I feel like at this point, you're the king of Houston. Like, you got to go through this. You got to go through being double team, being triple team, you know, being the target every time. You yeah. got to go through that. And you bring on someone like James, who's such a, a ball dominant player, like, that's going to hinder your growth a little bit. You know what I mean? Regardless of how it can elevate you on another level of him teaching you and you learning off of him, I feel like for you, you've already been through the fire. So, like, let you continue to learn. You know what I mean? No, I agree. I think yeah. play both ways. Like you just said, it can help and mm-hmm. hurt at the same time. I didn't really talk to him too much about the rumors and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I'm with you on that. He said it could be good. It could be bad. And apparently Harden didn't like that very much. <laughs> Your feelings hurt by that? Harden's had his ass kissed for so long, specifically by Daryl Morey, but also by the Fertitas. I think the idea that somebody else wouldn't is weird to him, which is funny given his treatment when the NBA All-Star game shifted to actually picking teams. Was Harden not one of the last guys picked 
last time around when they did that like on TV and they were like, oh, we don't want to embarrass players. Like, they all need a reality check. They're paid tons of money. It's, oh, it's good to be humbled from time to time. So we'll see where James Harden ends up. I'm just thrilled that he's not coming back to the Houston Rockets. I think the Rockets are making the right decision here. Have a mature team. But I guess the Rockets aren't necessarily out on another guy who hasn't been the best teammate of late. Ramona Shelbourne reported that Kyrie Irving intends to meet with teams in free agency and is searching for, quote, a place where he can spend the rest of his career. The place that feels like home. He's expected to meet with the Phoenix Suns along with the Dallas Mavericks and possibly other teams when NBA free agency begins later today, league sources tell TNT and the Bleacher Report. The Houston Rockets could seek a meeting as well, and they do have the cap space. The Rockets have the most cap space in basketball by quite a significant amount, $60.9 million to work with. The Spurs are second with $38.6 million. Uh, I do think it's pretty funny. Someone tweeted about Kyrie Irving with the Suns. Oh, so now Kyrie believes in the Suns' rotation. Ha. It's a, it's a point of joke. Hell yeah, dude. So we'll see where Kyrie ends up. I doubt that Kyrie will end up here. Because I don't think that Houston would want him long term. I would. I want Kyrie's takes in Houston. I do. I'll admit it. Yes, he does drive me crazy from time to time. But at the very least, he's more than just a basketball player. He is a podcasting legend, right? And and maybe Jalen Green is now because uh, as we do our John Wall Memorial Podcasting Awards. Sean, you made this joke. Hey, you should get a retroactive one from whenever before we started the segment. Like his podcasting performance save the Houston Rockets it did. from it themselves. Did. So he's better than Amen Thompson, but he's got to compete with Cam Whitmore. Yeah, because he didn't... If he would have came out and been like, I don't want to play with that old bearded bleep. Like, get get him out of here. I don't want to play with James Harden. If James Harden wants to help me win a championship, he can, but I, I'm not interested. If he would have gone farther, then eh, it could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. Like, he had a very measured take, which makes it even funnier that James Harden took offense to it. Uh, it was super measured. If, but if he would have gone over the top, then he, by, he would... It would have been trying throwing his hat into into the top of the rankings. As of right now, it was a good showing. But yes, there is more to see from uh, Jalen in the podcasting space. Harden is like any never settled down person in their mid thirties. In that, like you you want this mythical thing that's never going to happen. I would know. I'm there too. Like I'm never going to find what I'm looking for. I've accepted it. It's never going to happen. I'm just going to be miserable the rest of my life and single. But hey, at least I won't have a kid. I saw this video today. It was like a viral video. A guy bought a TV, and as he's unboxing it, his kid just pulls up with a hammer and starts hammering the TV, and he keeps hammering it. I keep pulling him away from it. I'm like, are you going to whoop him? Maybe you should. But that's not allowed in 2023. A text from the 409. Paul, Paulie G, come do your July 4th show at our house party in Orange, Texas. Your show would fit the party. Lots of single ladies. Well, who says I'm into them? Beers, barbecue, and freedom. Well, I like that. He finishes, even if you're a little gay. Ooh, okay, never mind. Let me know. All right. 
but my fee is $10,000. Straight cash, $10,000. Uh, and, and Sean Mapes, his fee is $3,000. Whoa. Yes. Take offense to that. Why? Go why? to break. Go to break. <laughs> it's the Paul Gallant Show. Stick around. We're ready for some football, baby. The countdown to the NFL season continues on the Paul Gallant Show. We're 69 days away. Nice. Good timing to have the actual countdown uh, intro. In I like it. Jared Allen. Greatest number 69. Hall of Famer. That's true. He is. He wore number 69 with the Minnesota Vikings. I don't know if he did it with the Kansas City Chiefs. In his career, four-time first-team All-Pro, a five-time Pro Bowler, two-time NFL sack leader, like yesterday's um, number, number 70, Jim Marshall, one of the 50 greatest Vikings of all time. Are we just going to do Minnesota Vikings? This is the Paul Gawacho, where we only talk about Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Robert Smith. Played at Idaho State. Born in Dallas, Texas. Huh. Good that he got out and escaped from that rancid hellhole. And got to go to Idaho State. Yeah. Have you ever driven around the Cotton Bowl area of Dallas. No. Jesus. Not, not pretty. It is as sketch as it gets. Someone texted in, never go to Orange, Texas. Racist. Backwoods POS in Texas. I'm not agreeing with that. I think most people in East Texas would agree that the crown, as most racist city in Texas, is Vider. <laughs> oh, the, yeah. There used to be a segment on the flagship that Josh Innes would do with Andy Kalu. And people would just call in telling them about the most racist things that they saw in Vider, Texas. You know who's not from Vider, but from Orange? Who? Earl Thomas. Is Earl Thomas racist? I don't know, but he had he has other that stuff would be going a, on. That would be a curveball, but <laughs> definitely into three ways with his brother, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Anyway, we move on to around the NFL. We know J.J. Watt's official role at CBS, not CVS, as he made the dad joke on Twitter, is he'll be a studio analyst. Wonder how he will do. I won't watch the studio show. I just don't for the NFL. It's not good. It's I turn on my TV to NFL stuff on Sundays at 12 o'clock. 100%. I used to watch the pregame shows over time. As somebody who's in this in this game, you realize that really the only person that has ever said anything on those shows is Boomer Sison. The rest, it's generally tiptoeing around saying anything super critical, but maybe J.J. will be different. I doubt he will. The NFL is investigating Tyreek Hill's alleged assault of a 57-year-old man. Guess what, guys? There is video. Tyreek Hill offered the man that he slapped through the people that were there a sum of $200. The dispute happened when Hill and others entered a docked private boat. The captain of the boat told them to leave. Hill allegedly said to the captain, I can buy you and your boat. The captain contends Hill began to spew expletives, became enraged, and attempted to enter the boat to cause bodily harm. He was held back by unknown associates, but he did say that he was number 10 from the Dolphins. 
During the dispute, an employee of Kelly Fishing Fleet walked over to the scene. Hills slapped that employee on the back of the neck. Surveillance footage, per the police report, backs up the versions offered by the boat captain. I think Hill's looking at a half-season suspension here because he has the past incident that involved his girlfriend in college, the mother of his child. He, I believe, hit her while she was carrying his child. There was also another incident, I think, that was caught. There was an audio recording that did not sound very good, conversation between he and his uh, girlfriend at the time. Guy's got a temper, clearly. There's only one thing you can say in response to somebody who says that they can buy you, especially when they can. You have to make a height comment. The problem is Tyreek Hill's not that short. Tyreek Hill's 5'10". All you can do is say you're short. That's that's all you can say to a rich person. It's a shame. Just make fun of their height. That's why, that's why like, it, with the Fertitas, it's kind of easy. Because they are, they are short kings, as, as people like to call themselves when they're denying the truth of their existence. Anyway, let's continue. Two suspensions by the NFL for gambling led to outright releases in Indianapolis. Isaiah Rogers, a starting corner for Indianapolis, and Colts defensive end Rashad Berry have been released after being suspended indefinitely for breaking the NFL's gambling rules. Chris Ballard said, the integrity of the game is of the utmost importance. As an organization, we will continue to educate our players, coaches, and staff on the policies in place and significant consequences that may occur with violations. There should not need to be any education. Like, you're a dumbass if you're, if you're still gambling on football and you play football. You're dumb. Like, I, there's this weird pushback. I saw Mike Florio had an op-ed saying, like, well, the players aren't educated enough. The education is simple. Don't do it. It's that simple. Clearly, if you didn't learn from the Calvin Ridley thing and you don't learn from this, like you're a, you're a dunce. You're dumb. I, I saw a Patriots cornerback Jonathan Jones was pushing back on this. I understand rules are rules, but I can risk my life so that team can win, but I can't risk $1,000 on my team winning. No, you can't. I get it. It's kind of weird that coaches are going to tell you to bet on yourself and you can't actually bet on yourself. But just don't. It's that simple. Just don't. Are you all addicts? It feels like it's very similar to the uh, the PED stuff where you go into a GNC or you go into wherever and there's some stuff you can take and some stuff you can't right. take. It's like, yeah, you can gamble on college basketball, on NBA basketball, but you also you can't do it in the, uh, in the uh, team facility or at a team hotel when you're traveling. Like, there's just like some rules to this. Like, you can still do a lot. You just please don't bet on the Colts if you're on the Colts exactly. or bet against the Colts. And here's what Isaiah Rogers, Sean, allegedly did. He won a $1,000 bet related to his own team. It was a prop bet on the over-under for rushing yards by a Colts running back last season. I doubt that anybody else was on the board other than Jonathan Taylor. And for those who don't know, going into the year, Jonathan Taylor's over-under was at a ridiculous 1,450 yards. Taylor suffered an ankle injury in week four. What do you think the bet was? I mean, this is common sense. The, if, if you know one of your teammates hurt his ankle, and you also realize that that is a ridiculous over-under number for a running back, no matter how good Taylor was the year before, even in a 17-game season, 
that is an alarmingly high number. Like, you should have bet under that going into the year just based off of that. Like, it's going to be really hard for any running back to do that these days. It happens. That There's no doubt. But 1,450 yards. And he suffered an ankle injury in week four. I'm sure that the odds were still somewhat similar. Because remember, Taylor had that big, I think he had like 140 yards against the Texans in week one. That's what happened, in my opinion. I don't have any inside knowledge, but why else would the Colts cut him? He must have bet against his own teammate to run over a certain amount of yards based off of insider information. What, you're going to bet on Naheem Hines or something like that? Naheem Hines, over. Who got traded? Uh, I, I also... Like what? Why are you do, like you're betting a thousand dollars on a prop bet? Like f- f- you're an NFL player. Like why? Why? Why are you trying to win these bets? Like th- it would be one. Some thing. Some people are really into gambling. No, but it would be one thing to me if he was like, I just you know, I I think I I want to bet on whatever he wherever he went to college. I want to bet on their football team. Or but no, he is like I want to use my unique inside information that I have. To bet against my my uh, teammate, so I can make like what like twenty four hundred dollars. Like that's that's still a good amount of money. He's an NFL player. But it's a little more. Look, that's, that's so stupid. Look, sell drugs then. Like like <laughs> easy, Sam Hurd. No, go Nate Newton. Like just sell drugs. Sam Hurd, remember him with the Sam bears? Hurd, yeah, like the cocaine bear. Like if you just want to make money, like just. Sean is advocating uh, selling drugs that does not reflect the views of the Paul Galan show. Uh, to bring it back to this. I won't push back. I don't have, Sean, an issue with using insider information in the way that some do because that's the only way that I would ever bet. But if you're not allowed to bet, don't. Yeah, no, but if if it would cost you your job to – like if you could bet on like – on what it's, what the killer bees were going to talk about today, and you like I would you talked with Jeremy before the show, and you're like, oh, I know what they're going to talk about, and then you bet on it, and and, and you betting on using that info, inside information would get you suspended from your job and possibly cost you your job. Right, I wouldn't do it, but if it didn't, I would. Like that's the thing, and there are clear rules here that are like, don't yeah, effing do it. <laughs> that's the whole point. That's the thing. You like, can do whatever you want, people. You can do whatever you want. If you society. get caught, if you get caught, you're gonna have to face consequences. Uh, a couple other tidbits before we wrap up our around the NFL talk. Two more suspensions. Uh, the Titans saw a suspension as well from gambling. Uh, Nicholas Petit Frere suspended six games for sports betting. That means his last name is Little Brother in French, in case you didn't know. Huh. That's an interesting last name. Uh, Cam Robinson also suspended four games um, officially. Uh, I think we knew about this, but because the Jaguars, I think, drafted a tackle in the first round, but he released a statement, so I guess it's official. He will miss the Texans-Jaguars game early on. So, maybe a little edge for the Texans, who weirdly have played well against the Jaguars the last couple of years. They own them. Right. I I mean, they split the season series last year. There was that ugly game that took place in Jacksonville. Hmm. And they won the six previous ones. (laughs) That's true. That's true. It's weird. I don't know know how to explain it, because even when the Texans sucked, like they still own the Jaguars. He's Sean Mapes behind the glass. I'm Paul Galan. It's the Paul Galan Show. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. George Bush Intercontinental Airport is the worst airport in the United States of America. And quite honestly, guys, The Bush family, the first family of Houston, we need to remove their name from it because they are being brought down by this giant POS airport. It is a dump. It sucks. There is no value that it has. So what should we rename George Bush Intercontinental Airport? How about, I 
don't know, Rafael Montero Airport, Ken Giles Airport. You get to rename it. Plus, I want to talk about something else that happened in the city of Houston yesterday that does rub me the wrong way. Stick around. Welcome back to the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here is your ambiguously gay host, Paul Gallant. Per Natalie He of Fox 26, which I was on this morning. Shout out to my guy, Nate Griffin. Fox 26 is at Black Walnut Cafe. They have these things called Nashville Egg Benedicts. It is so good. It's like Nashville fried chicken with Eggs Benedict on top. Oh, my God. Delicious. But Natalie He tweeted this. The travel nightmare at Bush Airport continues. Some passengers report being stuck in Houston for several days after their flights were canceled. Flight Aware says IAH had 160 cancellations in the last 24 hours. Now the traffic getting out of here is at a total standstill. Yup. That's my last experience. My last experience at George Bush Intercontinental Airport. I woke up late. I was like, I'd rather park Eagle a lot. But since I woke up late on the way uh, flying out to a bachelor party in Napa, I parked in the short term. After we were done with the trip, we get back on Sunday night. First off, they lost my bag, which we had to put in baggage claim because there wasn't enough overhead space. So This is also a bit of a United issue. And when they landed... We couldn't find our bags. So I waited for like, I don't know, an hour just to find my bag. Strike one, Bush Intercontinental Airport. Strike two, we're trying to leave short-term parking. And for whatever reason, the exits for short-term parking, like the machines that you pay at, all of them were broken. So that took another hour. Then we drive out of the short-term parking into the absolute zoo that was circling around George Bush. There's some construction going on. If you've driven up there, it just sucks. And the Bush family should not have their names slandered. I mean, you have Terminal A at George Bush Intercontinental. I don't care if they're adding El Tiempo margaritas there. That terminal is hell. I remember one time, just got in a nice pair of shoes, was wearing them onto the plane because I was dressed up to do something while I was dressed up when I got to the other uh, side of the um, flight. And I remember, uh, this is before I had TSA pre-check, person in, in Terminal A, like I put them in the tray, my shoes. The woman who was running TSA took my shoes out of the bin and literally threw it on the conveyor belt, actually scuffed them. I was like, are you effing kidding me? There was another time at Terminal A, and again, before TSA pre-check, where some jackass TSA person who was on the verge of his shift ending got annoyed with me because I took a step past the TSA line because I thought he was calling for my me to come up, and he just stood there for 10 minutes, just stood there before allowing me through, but he didn't allow me through. It was the person relieving him on his shift. He just stood there for 10 minutes, didn't let anyone come through. There's a massive line. People miss flights because of that. George Bush Intercontinental Airport sucks, and it needs to be renamed. Ken Giles Intercontinental Airport, Rafael Montero Intercontinental Airport, Jacoby Jones trying to field a punt inside his own 10-yard line against the Baltimore Ravens in the playoffs against the eventual uh, Super Bowl champion. Wait, hang on. No, that wasn't that year. But you get what I'm saying? Him trying to field a punt against the Ravens Intercontinental Airport. 
Will Harris, Intercontinental Airport. How about a player that uh, I think is almost synonymous with disasters and traveling? Who? James Harden. Oh, yeah. James Harden in the second round of the playoffs after game four airport. The TSA, they, they start to pat you down, and then they're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's get fine. On, get on through. Bring your Bowie knife. It's yeah. okay. Who's going to notice? We don't check your legs, so that's mm-hmm. that's free reign. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone texted in a nice version of this, Jordan Alvarez, Intercontinental Airport. Cause, but we don't want to associate Jordan Alvarez with this. Although he's always hurt, so always problematic at George Bush, Intercontinental Airport. Uh, this one's, a, this one's, I'm sorry, you got to step your game up. How about the Joe Biden Airport? Because it sucks. All right. You got to do better than that. Come on, man. Not, not sure you fully understand what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Mike fires Intercontinental Air, Intercontinental Airport. I like Ooh, that one. Good, and it sets a good precedent of if you see something, say something. <laughs> two years later, after you already win a World Series. <laughs> yeah, long after the fact. Pull a Mark Wahlberg. I could have stopped. Yeah, 9/11. yeah. And two years after, you'd be like, you know, they really should have checked that backpack that le- was left unattended. <laughs> oh, I, my I God. saw it. I could have done anything. Oh my God. AJ Hinch also fits in that. AJ, we like AJ Hedge. Yeah. We like AJ Hedge. Hmm. Break a couple TVs and that's... Uh... Brock Osweiler, Intercontinental Airport. <laughs> Known what? for plane hijackings. All the, in, all the the interon- <laughs> in the Intercontinental Airport, it is important to buckle your seat when the flight attendants are on the inter- non- Intercontinental Airport flight are telling you to buckle your seatbelt. None of the plane... Intercontinental Airport. None of the planes reach their uh, destination, their intended destination. Unless someone's shining a laser in their eye. Because the only time Osweiler was ever good was in Mexico City, where he's getting lasers shined in his eye. Some people are caping for George Bush Intercontinental Airport, and y'all— That's disgusting. You need to be sent to jail. TSA, I hope they, I hope they pull you aside, and I hope they pat you down. And, and, and not in, like, the like possibly sexually gratifying way. Nope, I, I, hope, I hope what they do to you— is is invasive okay hey uh speaking of uh invasive uh i hope travis scott never invades our city again that fraud i took musical theater in missouri city and now i'm a hard rapper oh look at me what's talking i I don't understand travis scott appeal but anyway uh this was the news yesterday a Texas grand jury declined to press criminal charges against Travis Scott and five others over a 2021 crowd rush at a music festival that left 10 dead and injured thousands. Harris County District Attorney Kim Ogg said the grand jury was the culmination of 19 months of investigation into the tragedy at that festival, Astroworld, in November of 2021. I've talked to a friend who's a lot more familiar with music than me. And he's always told me that Travis Scott concerts are well-known for things getting a little bit rowdy and for their own version of mosh pits, which is weird because you wouldn't think that the way that his music sounds would lead to mosh pits. But they also overbooked this concert because they wanted the crowd to look absolutely packed. It's Travis Scott's concert. I can understand how they wouldn't have been able to find any way to prosecute Travis Scott criminally here. I get that. But I really hope 
that Travis Scott is going to do right by these people's families. I really hope that. And if he's trying to weasel his way out, I want to know about it because he deserves to be shamed for it. He is getting tried in civil court for a lot of these. I think he has settled with one of the families of the victims that died here. He better not be fighting against any of this stuff. He better be settling and settling big. I don't like him legitimately. Like I, I think that the way things went down there, proof the guy's a bad person. I, and I'll stand by that. That guy sucks. I hope he never comes back to this city. Paul Galan Show, ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. A special guest is joining me next. USA! USA! Respect our troop. He's in. Stick around.